Time is a square. Start from one point and you'll be able to venture to two other distinct moments. From either of those moments, two more options are presented, but it is hard to see that one of the options has been traveled before. There is nothing that is yet to happen that isn't happening somewhere else right now. Tomorrow is today, and yesterday is a dream. I am calling from Elm Lake. Once again, I have retreated to the safety of these four walls, these dancing dials, and the steady hiss of electricity. The microphone comforts me, just as it will tomorrow, and just as it always has. There is a sense of calm in the air, in direct contrast to the excitement that was on display just prior to the recent Moon Festival. You remember the Moon Festival, don't you? That wonderful annual event that this year saw the moon apparently plucked from the sky thanks to the actions of Mr. Jorge Sanchez. Jorge told us all that he was going to capture the moon, even naming this year's theme after such an activity. We were stunned when he did just that. The moon that once hung above us vanished from the sky no longer bathing the world in its comforting, silvery light. Nothing but blackness and pitch awaited us. I would be remiss if I didn't admit that the moon has since been returned, once again shining down upon us like a watchful babysitter. I would also be remiss if I didn't mention that Jorge taking it in the first place has all of Elm Lake in a state of low-grade paranoia. After all, Jorge is one of us. We could trust him. We've given him the ability to participate in our town celebrations over the years, and the way he carried himself in those activities is what put him in charge of this year's Moon Festival to begin with. There are rumors that the town elders are considering some sort of trial to hold Jorge accountable, but we haven't had such a thing in my memory. I promise more details if they come to light. Citizens are also buzzing with the notion of the cabin high up in the mountains, that was so recently seen and even more recently disappeared thanks to an avalanche. The burden seems to fall to our local excavation and construction crew, and both George Mooney and Lorraine Powell have mentioned that the wood of the cabin might help give their new construction a truly rustic appearance. That being said, neither of them truly recall seeing a cabin. They swear that they discovered something under the ground, but... Surely such information would have spread through Elm Lake rapidly. Either way, currently George is planning to hike up into the mountains 
while Lorraine is hoping that she can convince him to stay thanks to her blueprints for the new dark and stormy pool hall and bowling alley. I, I want to apologize. Everything feels very strange. It feels almost like I've relayed all of this information before. I'm sure some small details have changed here and there, but overall, the same information. I'm getting the strangest sense of deja vu. I'm sure it's just because I woke up this morning and had my standard breakfast of two eggs, butter toast, and a cup of coffee like I do every day. I'm sure that's the root cause of this feeling. After all, same breakfast, same day as my great uncle always told me. I'm not adventurous enough to change up my breakfasts, really. It's not like I can go around bragging about eating French toast or anything. I don't even know if there's still a France. More news about Jorge Sanchez. He has been spending the last week with a small blackboard and sticks of chalk, frantically sketching small designs before erasing them in a fit of angst. When anyone has tried to ask him why he decided to take the moon from Elm Lake Sky, he simply stares without comprehension. Capture the moon, he asks. How could I possibly capture the moon? How could anyone capture the moon? He then returns to his blackboard and chalk, whispering to himself about the new sets and costumes that could be utilized for future town festivals. He seems extremely stressed, as if the entire line of questioning is a bother to him, and one not worth his time. He also adamantly refuses to admit to even the briefest moment where he captured the moon. Jorge seems so confident, and yet, so do the rest of us within Elm Lake. We remember seeing nothing but stars. We remember Angus Thorpe disappearing as well, although, much like the moon, he has returned, although it took him a few days longer to do so. It feels like it was so incredibly long ago, while also feeling like it may happen again tomorrow. Angus, we hope that you're settling well and hope that you will one day regale us with stories about wherever your journey took you. Jorge swears that he is innocent, while much of Elm Lake has already decided he's guilty. I am uncertain. There's just something that feels off about the whole thing. That's why I've come back here to my comfort, my safety, to this small studio space where my voice can travel out and away, unsure if it's reaching anyone or if they're trying to answer back. I am trying to work my way through my thoughts on the recent events, but all I can find are more questions. Questions that I know I am far too unqualified to answer. The town elders have also brought in Jonas Tompkins for questioning, 
as he worked closest with Jorge prior to the recent Moon Festival. This does make things harder for the Elm Lake Improvisational Quartet, as they are now working as merely a trio. If you include all of Lorraine Powell's time and interest behind the construction of the dark and stormy pool hall and bowling alley, they are simply a pair, and that makes it much more difficult to truly assemble scenes. Hopefully, for all art lovers, Jonas and Lorraine will be able to return to rehearsals very soon. Wait one moment. What is that strange noise? I think I hear something from outside, almost like some sort of tapping, or is it maybe a scratching sound? A full knock? There can't possibly be something near the studio space, as I've been so careful in my journeys here. But there it is again, some sort of rhythmic noise. I will be back as quickly as I can. I need to go and look into this. This is happening again and again. I have tried to warn him. I have tried to convince him that what is happening is bound to repeat. We have been doing this for hundreds of minutely changing days, and yet, every morning when I open my eyes again, it is still the same day. I have told him, Anthony, this is a middle. It is also a beginning and an end. Nothing has been chosen because nobody wants to choose. I have tried to implore him to make the choices necessary to break us out of this, but he refuses. I can see it in his eyes. So, I set a rose petal on the ground, I smile at him, and I tell him that I will see him today. Because it is always today. I want it to be tomorrow. It hasn't been tomorrow in so long. There is so much that I want to tell, so much that I want to share, but I cannot do so until I know that going to sleep today will not result in another today. I know that Anthony believes that I am some mysterious force inside Elm Lake, that I speak only in riddles and that there are only more questions behind his search for answers. Isn't that part of all life, though? Isn't that how we are meant to live? If you find all of the answers you seek, what else is there to strive for? I know that you're wondering if locking Anthony outside of this studio for the time being will help today finally become yesterday. I thought that the first time I did it, as well. All it means is that you are also trapped in today. And when you close your eyes tonight, you wake up this morning. There are still choices that are not being made, and I can only hope that I can convince Anthony as to what those choices are. And before you ask, no. 
I am not able to make those choices myself. That attempt has been made, too. That was odd. I went out to investigate the noise outside and heard the studio door swing shut behind me. When I tried to pull on it, I was unable to get it to move. I've been wandering around this area for hours, trying to find if there were some keys or something that could help me get back into the space, but to no avail. I eventually returned and saw that the door was open a crack, which is good, if confusing. I will have to think on this. Anyway, I have heard more news from Lorraine Powell. She is proudly hosting the ribbon-cutting ceremony for the dark and stormy pool hall and bowling alley. Wait, that's odd. I could have sworn that she only showed her blueprints to George Powell earlier today. I know the crew works fast, but that is faster than anyone could Anyway. I have heard more news from Lorraine Powell. She is excited to be hosting the official groundbreaking for the new dark and stormy pool hall and bowling alley. She's even made it clear that George is hoping to gather wood from the cabin for the lanes. For his part, George is worried about leaving the city limits of Elm Lake for the first time. Wait, hold on. This can't be the first time George has been outside of Elm Lake. He wasn't even born here. None of us were. Well, except for Jenny Fowler. Why would George have any... Anyway, I have heard more news from Lorraine Powell. She's excited to get more work done on her blueprints so that she and George can start the construction of the dark and stormy pool hall and bowling alley. George had been intending on going to try to locate the missing cabin in the woods and possibly to see if there is any salvageable wood, but Lorraine has been very concerned over this plan. George, the cabin was just a mirage, a trick of the light, she told him. Your home is here. At this, George smiled. I know, Lorraine, he said. It always has been. The two are expected to head down to the Top Spin Tavern to really get that blueprint finalized. In the small apartment, he's been kept while in custody. Jorge Sanchez is creating elaborate drawings, measurements, and displays, frantically creating with his blackboard and chalk before rubbing it all away in a fit of erasure. He is still denying having had anything to do with the Moon Festival other than helping to make it the most newsworthy Moon Festival of the last three years, which admittedly is a smaller achievement than one of Jorge's acumen should be proud of. There are no statements about capturing the moon, blacking out the sky, and eventually returning it to its rightful place at the behest of a group of improvisers. He's talking even less about this year's moon parade, where he was placed atop a float depicting all of the different cheeses of the moon bound in stocks, with Jonas Tompkins twirling a baton by his side. For me, however... I keep finding myself thinking of Jenny Fowler. 
of her words laden with hidden meaning and an unspeakable dread. Of the rose petal I discovered here in front of this microphone, looking to it for something approaching comfort. These thoughts are what draw me once again to these dancing dials, the hum of the power supply, and the solitude within these four walls. The microphone comforts me, just as it will tomorrow, and just as it always has. There is a sense of calm in the air, in direct contrast to the excitement that was on display just prior to the recent moon festival. Tomorrow is waiting. Elm Lake is waiting. Calling from Elm Lake, Episode 5, Time Loop, was written and produced by Sean Monahan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monahan. The voice of Jenny Fowler is Emma Sala. Opening and closing themes written and performed by Sean Monahan. All other music written and performed by Matt McInnes. Find out more at machinismusic.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Elm Lake Pod to add a little irregular strangeness to your social media profile. If you've come to visit our strange little town thanks to Apple or Google Podcasts, feel free to leave a rating and review. Your words could help new listeners hear the call of Elm Lake. If you're enjoying the podcast and want to support us, you can simply head to patreon.com slash calling from Elm Lake. Your support will help us continue to grow and unfold the story and bring new elements into play as we move forward. Today is not, in fact, going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. Tomorrow isn't looking great for this either. <laughs>